you're listening to the Spaceship Earth uh, with me, Dan Burgess, and uh, welcome to episode six. Um, yeah, I'm back in the hood. Uh, I've been on the road a bit, and um, but I'm back in the hood in the UK and um, back on the Spaceship Earth missions. All a bit busy right now, which is all good. Um, I've got a few um, interviews lined up. Um, uh, and a few different guests, which is fantastic. Still fun on my feet. If you're listening and enjoying the Spaceship Earth, do let me know. Is I've had a few, a few messages from different folks, which is super appreciated. It's really cool to um, to get a bit of feedback and people, you know, to hear from people who are listening. And uh, yeah, really good. So keep them coming. Um, uh, always open for a chat. Dan at uh, danburge.earth, or you can hit me up. At Dan Solo on Twitter or um, at Dan Solos on Instagram. Um, get in touch. Lovely to hear your thoughts. So in this episode, um, I'm really excited to chat to a very special human that I have known for a couple of years um, called Chrissy Levitt, who is the founder of a fascinating project called Creative Conscience. Um, which I'll let Chrissy explain really what that all is, but how would I describe Creative Conscience? Um, she started Creative Conscience in 2011, and I would say it is a platform for uh, encouraging kind of creativity um, for social change, uh, particularly from the next generation. So encouraging uh, ways for young designers, um, creative thinkers to um, submit their ideas, projects that uh, have potential to tackle issues they see in their lives, in the world around them. So all kinds of stuff um, that uh, they've touched on over the years. And Creative Consciousness is evolving, I guess. Uh, it's an awards program. It's moving into education. They run lots of programs with um, uh, art school, design school, um, schools themselves, talks, workshops, you name it. It's in all kinds of things are going on. And a fascinating uh, network of advisors uh, and mentors and uh, judges in the awards from different parts of the creative industries from everything from architecture to fashion design textiles graphic design uh, digital technologies um, it's all there so a really interesting project uh, you can check it out craveconscious.org.uk um, so Chrissy, welcome to the spaceship earth how are you doing hello <laughs> nice to have you on thank you yeah nice to be here how's it going yeah, it's a lovely sunny Friday. Everything's good you got some, in my world. You've got some sunshine. You've got some sunshine. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, we have. Oh, yeah, it's great. Because I'm out where I'm out west today, and it's actually quite. Um, it's a little bit. Oh. I'm actually feeling a little bit uh, let down because I thought we I thought we were in for sunshine, and it's a little bit grey here. But um, but it's sunny oh. sunny in London. It is. It is currently. You never know what's going to happen. It might be snowing <laughs> tomorrow, but yeah, currently it's all good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen. Look, thank you for um, thank you for joining. And what I thought, because before we sort of get into the meat of creative conscience and what's all that and what that's all about, um, of course I know you, but it'd be good just maybe get a bit mm. of context of your story how you got to be doing creative conscience like just a you know but just a bit of a sense for people listening to know a little bit about your your journey is that is that all right it is all right um <laughs> thank you for asking um me and us uh on this podcast so that's a big thank you to that's you right. um yeah, it's quite difficult, isn't it? Because I'm quite an old soul and it's a quite a long uh, story, but I'll do it as quickly as I can yeah. so people don't get bored. So basically <laughs> trained um, as um, an illustrator and a printmaker and then I ended up doing graphics and communication mm. uh, at, the, at the Royal College of Art. And then um, I ended up just being a kind of jobbing freelancer for pretty much um, all my career until I was forced to take a proper job in my sort of mid 40s mm. as a creative director while I was doing that um, I did a course uh, that was uh, about self-expression and leadership mm. and during the course 
you, there was about 75 of us in the room and we were coached over a sort of three month period. It was, you know, odd Saturdays and the odd Tuesday night. And then at the end of the course, everyone in the room would have built a community project. And um, my particular community project was called Creative Conscience. Hmm. And it was very powerful because you were with all these other people um, holding you accountable. It happened, yeah. which was a really fantastic um, learning curve. And so, yeah. Just tell me about that. Cause like, so you were sort of like, you were obviously you're going down a path of, you know, wanting to develop, a, you know, to build on where you obviously felt, felt like there was a sort of tran- transition sort of vibe going on at the time but how did was this did you go into this already with this with this idea hatching or just tell me a little bit about that like no I went into it thinking what am I doing here (laughs) (laughs) um but I had worked in my 20s for NGOs you know for in in country um on um sort of purposeful projects using design um to uh, help people, if you yeah. like. So I worked for an organization called the Minds Advisory Board, and I worked, uh, so they went into countries and would educate um, the communities about landmines and UXOs uh, and things like that. So that was in the, in the kind of uh, late sort of 90s, or no, actually probably early 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was very fortunate. I got to go to all sorts of amazing places like Angola and Cambodia and Laos and work with um, communities facing the whole kind of landmine and UXO thing. And then I'd come back to the UK and I'd had my beautiful children. And obviously, as a mother, I couldn't sort of go tearing off to sort of war, to- war zones. Mm. But I'd always had this feeling that, you know, that it was nice to do those projects. Um, and I'd ended up in an industry which, um, you know, was basically selling people things that they don't need uh, for my sins. And for a long time, I hadn't really felt very satisfied with that. But I didn't really know what to do. I'd done some teaching, you know, lecturing, part-time teaching at different colleges and universities over the, the sort of years. Um, and when we did this particular course, what was really brilliant was they got you to kind of do a mind map on a huge piece of paper. And you just filled this piece of paper with every single person in every community that you'd ever come across. And so, you know, it might be, you know, parents from the school gate or people that you met when you were, um, you know, at college or uni or people that you worked with or, you know, so you had this huge map of everyone you'd ever met and then you just sat with it and and then the project just kind of sung out to me. I knew I'd wanted to work in education because I'd done a bit of that. I knew I wanted to work in a creative area because that was my thing and I knew I wanted to work on something that was purpose-filled. And so what was brilliant about it was that they got you to think about what you could do and then they sort of encouraged you I'm going to say forced you to times it by 10 (laughs) so your ambition was really high so what I knew about was you know design you know graphic design communication Mm. and so it was kind of layered on right this isn't about design it's about architecture and fashion and textiles and photography and film and animation and every discipline Mm. Um, and Basically, we, 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 I'll say we, because it was built by not me, but everyone in a community who engaged with the idea built it as a platform um, for sort of positive change. And so, yeah, that, that so when, so, when was so, so this was when? This is like, the, when did you, when was it, when did this course happen? And, 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 and oh, it was in 2011. 2011. And you, and then, so you just, and it's okay. So tell me about like creative conscience at that point as an idea. How would you, how would you have described it? Um, it's an online platform, mm-hmm. uh, a virtual organization, uh, and it still is really today, um, that was set up to reward, inspire, and encourage the creative industry to use their talent for social good mm-hmm. and sustainability. Um, 
but we soon came to realize that actually trying to get our industry to shift was too big a thing because people it's very hard to change from the top down um but we knew and i, I kind of got a bit of it because i'd done a bit of work as a part-time lecturer in education we could inspire the next generation of creative thinkers so they would move through the system and in 10 years time would be the next lot of creative directors business owners social entrepreneurs whatever and so and they would influence the people within those organizations as they went out so it was kind of like a stealth approach yeah. hack, hack, hack the system yeah <laughs> Yeah. That's really smart. So just tell me about that. So you say so a couple of things, really. So first, we say we. So this early on, like who who was the we um, with Creative Conscience? I always always say we because uh, it's a bit of a pet hate of mine. You know, when you hear talk of people talking about things, they can sometimes go, you know, I did this and I did that. But actually, it's never a single person. It's always other it's always them and a load of other people so you know right we've always we are we you know we are so I but when know, you came out of the course I, when you when you when you first yeah. started drawing this idea up in that course it was you right at that time yeah at that yeah at that moment yeah, yeah. but then what we are you <laughs> <laughs> i just what they well what they got you to do on the course mm. was to be brave um, so you had to go out into the world and talk to as many people as you, you could or met or people on the bus or, or on the tube or whatever, or people, your friends, your family, and tell them about this idea as, as there as a future truth. So you would just talk about it and then people would go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And then you go, okay, do you want to get involved? And that's how it would feel. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. So it was like... So I wrote, for example, at the beginning of, during those three months, I wrote to people like Zaha Hadid or Sebastian Conran or Jonathan Porritt or Vivian Westwood, all these great names. Mm. And when I wrote to them, I just said, we are doing this. So that's, that was true because we were. But at that stage, there was only like me and two other people, for example. Yeah. But because you were writing and you're saying in that, in that message we are talking to x y and z which is also a truth people obviously then get you know oh great get involved and seduced and their ego whatever creates them wanting to get involved yeah. maybe they care and they love yeah. it you kind of just we, we were coached around how to communicate yeah. how you get an idea off the ground in a really fearless way Nice. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So, so, um, so the other thing I thought was interesting when you said, you know, the vision was to, yeah, to try and sort of help shift uh, a, a commercial creative industry to become more meaningful, aware, purposeful, whatever you want to call it. And then you said, but then actually you came to realise quite fast it's super hard, and therefore you sh your shift to this kind of like next generation idea. Just tell me about that because that's I think that's quite fascinating that that kind of pivot, if you like. Yeah, well, I think um, being uh, in the industry and be and having kind of worked my way up, albeit a bit haphazardly, and becoming, you know, what you like. If you want, you know, a creative director, it always sounds a bit wanky when I say that, but you know, oh, I'm a creative director, and then being on a on the board, and you know, I couldn't quite believe that, you know, that was me in that moment. It's and having conversations with clients around sustainability and what we need to be doing and then being told off by people because I was having that conversation with a client hmm. I soon I'd already learned that I wasn't allowed I wasn't being allowed to talk openly about what I believed in in front of clients mm. because agencies are so full of fear and practices you know they're full of fear especially at that time because this was you know no one was even thinking about ocean plastic you know um, seven years ago, it wasn't on the radar. So I knew, and then t trying to then get agencies and looking around for agencies that were in the purpose sort of, you know, focused on, you know, social justice or sustainability, there weren't any. There were none. There was a few, you know, IDEO, great example, Tim Brown over in, you know, in, in LA and all of that. But there wasn't really a lot. And even now that we get students constantly saying, 
oh, I want to work for a purposeful agency. And I said, well, you know, not, they really don't exist. There are very few. So it was really apparent very quickly from my own personal experience and then talking to other people who were in similar um, positions of, you know, responsibility, mm. if you like, that it, it was near impossible. It was near impossible. So that was it very quickly shifted to the next generation. And also because we'd always had this idea of education. Education was really at the root of, you know, the three pillars, mm. education, purpose, and then creativity. So, yeah, it, sh- it shifted, you know, in, in probably a day or a couple of days that this isn't, this isn't going to work. It's like, yeah. Um, so how did, you, how did you make that shift to the next generation? And so what, what did that look like as, you know, what was, what was creative conscience doing and how did it operate? And, you know, how did you start to engage with the, this younger generation around these issues? What was, tell me a bit about that. Well, we, we had the name and then I was, because I was lucky, I was in a privileged position as, you know, with an agency. Um, I kind of pitched it to the, to the board and the board initially said, no, we're not interested. There's nothing in it for us. And I went, okay, There's fair no money. enough. And then, no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then about, a month later, I went back into a board meeting and they sort of said, oh, you know, how's your little project going? And I said, oh, it's great, yeah, I've got Sebastian Conran and Quentin Blake and blah, 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 all these people involved. And they went, oh, oh really? Okay. And then they decided that they would help, which is fair enough, I get it. So they were. Re- it was a guy called Gra- um, Graham Hawkins who was our um, MD, amazing guy, agreed to let us use some of the team who wanted to get involved to help build the site and then we just stuck it out there and we had no money or no you know PR or anything and so the first year I think we got about 90 projects in um, just explain that so people understand like when you say 90 projects in so what was the what was it you were trying to do then Tell me a bit more about that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So we'd set up an award scheme. Mm-hmm. So we were inviting young people to send us projects on anything as long as they sat in line with our aims around, you know, human health and well-being and social justice and, and sustainability. So we just stuck something out there. Um, and there was a sort of, it launched in the sort of September of 2011. And then the first cohort of um, projects came in in the spring of 2012 and then we did the judging and we, and we were very blessed we had all these amazing judges who'd agreed to come on board and a lot of them you know were kind of names within the industry and then that encouraged um educators oh look they've got such and such and such and such yeah. and it just kind of grew yeah. i mean I, I i can't quite believe how it really happened i mean i'm still sitting here today thinking how did that happen but all I can say, it was probably due to this course and the coaching yeah, and yeah. the other people on the course. And the spirit of just of just putting it out there and the energy that you create around that. And yeah, that just, just be, be, being brave, being of service as well is something that we hold really at the center of our practice is we are of service. You know, we are here to help. It isn't about you know, someone's ego or some, or money or any of that, you know, no one gets paid or very, you know, we pay the people that, you know, the young people that help us and interns mm. and stuff, but it is really built by a community in, in a very kind of selfless way. Yeah. And so, um, again, uh, just, yeah. and, and so that's how it all started. Yeah. And so just giving us a sense again for people listening, like, so you've got these, you've got these different areas that are asking for people to put projects in, but this is like, this is about mainly kind of like young creative, uh, or, or youngsters that have got a creative, uh, direction they're wanting to move in, in terms of their education or profession or what have you. And you're, you're sort of, you're asking them to sort of submit existing things, ideas, what, what give us a sense of how it works. So people know what, what it's all about. Okay, um, so yeah, it cro- it crosses all design disciplines now. You know, from tech, digital, fashion, textiles. You know, the, anything really. I mean, we'd love it to go into music and dance and physics and 
well you know we'd like it to be in every subject but um i'm not sure if they'll handle that but any kind of creative sort of media and yeah. um, then they send they basically send a project to us um and then there's a closing date and those projects will be a you know, a, a PDF or a film or, a, you know, link to something. And it will be something around an issue that they care about or um, a problem that exists in our world or on the planet. And they will be looking at ideas to create positive change around that particular issue or challenge. It's as simple as that and then in terms we of take, the timing. Yeah. 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 And then we take that, those projects, it's like a funnel, and we look at the best ones that we can see that might then create tangible impact in the world and we take those projects and those young people and our community and possibly uh, you know charity on NGO and we try and build that into a real life thing brilliant so that's the that's actually more important than the award the competition bit because that's just a, it's just a funnel for all the great ideas and we just uh, finished this 2018 we've just had the main body of the awards in and we've had over a thousand young people take part from uh, all over the world probably um, I think representing about 65 different nationalities wow. so from get, getting a hundred or so projects you know about maybe 80 or 90 in the first year we're, we've now got a thousand so I think over the last five years this is the sixth year yeah we've had Three and a half thousand projects, all focused on creative thinking, making positive change in the world. Amazing! Just give us a so you yeah. know, really big. Mm. Can you give like a couple of? Can you just share? Oh, you want to Well, can you share a couple of stories of just like real standouts for you, or you know, over the last last couple of years, or, you know, just projects that you could just give a bit of colour to this? Yeah. yeah. So we had a lovely young lady um, send us a project um, about teenage suicide and bullying. Mm -hmm. She was an illustrator, animator. She was studying at Coventry University. She's actually from Romania. And she'd done this beautiful graphic novel. It was all digitally created. And she'd written the story. It's 166 pages. And she won an award. She came and did an internship at that agency that I was working at. Her project was launched online. And she she received more than two million hits. Wow! And that and she also received hundreds of emails from young people around the world, some of which telling her that her project has saved lives and stopped self harm behaviours. So, one young lady created a project that was based from her own personal experience of being bullied as a young girl. So that's also something that's really powerful. We get a lot of projects that are sent to us that young people filter in pain or an experience or something that might have happened to them or a family member or a friend and they will create against that mm. so it might be something around cystic fibrosis or it might be to do with um you know alcohol abuse or domestic violence or or anything um so that's one example. We did another project that was on um, the rise of HIV and STIs, um, which the concept that they, that they did, and this was from a group of uh, students yeah, studying here actually in the UK, um, and their idea was to create two fake profiles on Tinder. Um, and they, the, each of those fake profiles had a name like the girl was called Claire Midia or something and she was quite pretty <laughs> and the boy I can't remember was Mr Herpes or something and they, they, the, the concept was that they, they launched these two fake, fake profiles onto Tinder and then when people swiped unconsciously yes through Tinder's GPS system they would be then sent a message showing them where their nearest STI clinic was and giving them a little, you know, bit of bump about, you know, be careful and think consciously, you know, condoms, etc. And so that was the concept. Hmm. Uh, we really loved it. And, and we wrote to Tinder and various other dating um, apps, uh, organizations, thinking that they'd take it on because it's just a brilliant bit of, uh, you know, creative, positive activism. Uh, sadly, no one responded. Um, so we approached a sexual health charity called Brooke yeah. that worked with 16 to 24 year olds. They thought it was a great idea. And so we just did it. We just 
we got a group of volunteers. We created a number of different fake profiles. We launched it across a number of different dating um, apps. It was the Christmas before last because we chose Christmas because that's uh, when a people go a bit crazy. A busy time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a busy time. Party time. <laughs> A lot of love, uh, There's a lot of love in the air around Christmas. Yeah, a lot of love. Yeah, a lot of naughty, naughty uh, uncles star love. Um, and we had a, um, a guy called Ben Ackers, who's oh, yes. one of our supporters. Yeah, in um, yeah, you know Ben. Um, he helped the team and wrote some copy. And so when people responded, like, yes, to someone who was called Claire Midia, we would then end up having actual dialogue with them. And then we filmed it. As a, as a what we call a you know positive piece of creative activism, in order then to create that film as a virtual film that could be used to raise awareness um, for the charity. So that's a sort of an example, Lovely. and that was loads of fun. I mean, I was I was someone, and I was a couple of people, and actually doing it, you know, having these conversations, and people thought that we were an algorithm at this time. You know, we weren't just loads of people. Sitting, you know, at Christmas parties or our Christmas dinner, doing, you know, having conversations with people, and we, you know, we had a hashtag and all that malarkey. Yeah, it was good. So things like that, and then we opportunities for young people. So we had two architect, uh, architects go and work with Thomas Heatherwick last year. So you know, it's lots of little things. We um, we now have started doing events as well. So we did an event um, in February with the Design Museum here in London, and uh, it was all around mental health. So we filled the auditorium, it was a sellout event, um, and we got people working in the creative industries around the issues of mental health. So whether it's a piece of service design or a filmmaker or someone in advertising or even an exhibition designer, and got them to talk about how they work in mental health, and then we had a panel of, graduates it was very graduate led so because a lot of things it's always in this old folk standing at the front of the room telling people stuff but we got the young people at the front of the room talking to us about why they um created a project on mental health yeah. um, and it was really moving and it was a young lad who entered the awards he hadn't won an award but his project was really powerful and he came into the room and spoke about how he'd lost his father to suicide in his second year at college and that had empowered him to create this particular campaign. And It was really moving and we also did a, um, a capture. Uh, we did a, a sort of in live time a survey at the beginning and event of, uh, at the beginning and the end of the event capturing whether by doing the event it had a positive um, effect mm-hmm. on those people who were there and it had which was great because by capturing the data you know that it isn't just all fluff it's actually making a difference mm. um so yeah, yeah wow it's, 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 it's amazing. amazing and so what have you because so you know i mean i've i know i've sort of you know i've known you for a while and i've watched this thing growing and you know and you asked me to come and judge one of the categories uh last year which has yeah, been great and i'm doing it again this year and it's i, I think it's amazing it's good, but you must be how's it been as because you know it's been a, like as you said it's been you know you're building this thing out with this community and i know what it's like trying to build things and you know you know there's no funding there's you know you're sort of you, you know it's it is a it is a kind of a a, a labor obviously it's, i know it sort of sounds cliche but it is a labor of love it's a kind of this ongoing thing but what are you noticing are you noticing how are people are things changing are our organizations becoming more interested are you know because i know it's like you know these things evolve right but it does feel as we you know we talk a lot but that you know the world it feels like there's there's a there's there's more energy and interest in doing good things <laughs> in the world um what yeah is that, is that what you're experiencing at the moment is there shifts happening do you think oh absolutely yeah massive shifts from 2011 to now more businesses realize you know whether they're doing it for whatever reason realizes that this is the way we need to behave and it's good makes good business sense we can make money by putting people on planet first you know there are there are now more and more examples of organizations that do that you know whether it's you know patagonia or method or whoever um 
it's completely possible. Um, there are some amazing things happening, and the more we connect with each other and collaborate, and the more we talk about it, the more it will happen. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's you know from just from getting ninety you know young people to over a thousand yeah. in quite a short period of time you can see it. and it's what's really interesting is it's what young people want it's not you know it's a kind of not really about me and my at my age and, and you know middle-aged you know when we go and talk at universities I always say you know I'm going to be dead when excuse my language <laughs> the shit hits the fan <laughs> But you aren't, you know. Even if you, even if you, you don't care, it, it, it's, it is. It is. You're going to be in this in fifty years' time. I won't. So you know, and they really are incredibly up for it. They're looking for it. So and and, and businesses are. Businesses are, are losing employees because they're bored and dissatisfied. Yeah. And so a lot of companies, you know, um, will you know might come to us and go we can't keep our staff we've got a talent you know we've got all our talent leaving they're all bored you know how do we how can we engage them and so they're slipping in um pro bono purpose-driven projects and actually they're seeing a difference in their in their staff and it makes people feel good you know okay we've we all have got to earn some money i'm not you know suggesting that we live on nothing but we can do both yeah and it, but we didn't know that, you know, we weren't taught that. We're not, you know, when I was at art school, it wasn't. Well, it's always, always, always quite separate, isn't it? Like good things, yeah. good things. On the, you know, doing good stuff. There's no money in doing good things. You know, we just do a bit of charity over here. So yeah. Obviously, that's you know, we know that's shifting massively. We've, we're seeing this stuff yeah. change over the last few years. It really accelerating all kinds of things. And you're, you know, you that's obviously reflected in, like you say, the amount of people that are wanting to submit work and reach out. Um, you know, you've got this, you know, when you look at the, the network you're yeah. building around, um, you've got some amazing people that are, seem to be connected into the project, advisors, judges, all kinds of stuff. So it feels like it's a really interesting time for you. What, what's still a real struggle? What's like, um, what's still really hard? The con, you know, the, I have, an. um, in the past and more recently suffered quite badly with depression and I suppose when you know when that has hit and it did hit quite significantly over the last six months for whatever reason is this kind of feeling of oh you know what's it all for oh is there any point are we really making a difference you know this sort of feeling um which I'm sure all human beings get you know in some moments or other that's my own personal battle around that yeah. um and you know i've been very fortunate to have wonderful people that i can reach out to and who go you know have given me little tips around <laughs> the really simple things like so if i get an email um or an email comes into our organization and it says something positive i will flag it with a yellow flag yeah and then if i have a moment of darkness or a you know, really challenging thing going on I will simply just go, you know, go into my yellow flags and I will read a couple of mails and then I take a deep breath and it right, it's fine, you know. So there's little tips like that yeah. that can really help to any of you out there mm. that also suffer from that feeling of despair. It just capture anything that anyone has ever said to you that's remotely positive <laughs> and flag it. And then when you have your moment of despair, dive right back into those flagged emails or whatever. Um, so that's, that's the challenge. Yeah. Funding, you know, I used to worry more about how, because now I don't work in an agency anymore. This is what I do most of the time. I do bits of freelance and consultancy and stuff. But I've just changed my life yeah. to be okay around that, you know. Um, so I just don't need stuff. I just don't spend stuff. I don't, you know, my, I've, I've, it's amazing what you don't need. Yeah. You know, when you're a student and stuff, you can live off very little and be completely happy and fine. And you know, my, my children are sort of at an age where they're sort of like going off slowly. And yeah. so you and you, know, I have enough of everything. I'm fortunate. I've got enough clothes. I can put food on the table. So you just get be you just become okay with that. Yeah. You know, let go of worrying about finances a bit more. And you know, we get support and from 
lovely people pro bono and we get a bit of funding here and there and we can carry on you know even if we don't grow it's fine we're just doing it it's yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine she says trying to convince herself (laughs) (laughs) that's right i'm used i'm used i'm I'm, I'm exactly the same telling you know got it yeah yeah no but i guess i mean i think yeah these you know it is again it's just I think it's, oh, I was talking chatting to the other day about you know the up and down the sort of human you know the humanness of it. you know I think we you know there's there's a, there's a constant sort of um, there's always there's always misery I think it's part of being human really isn't it there's a yeah. we're sort of you know we're this I think the older I get the more the, that's maybe it's, it's I'm, I don't think it's imperfection it's just it's just who we are there's always suffering as well in you know in what we do and how we live and you know and like you say some of us have more. You know, we have more privilege and luck and gratitude for th- things that we, you know, people or situations or contexts that we have around us. But actually, that suffering is is probably there in everyone's life in some way. Yes, you know, isn't absolutely. it? And um, and uh, you know, and when you're trying to build something, which in you know, you know, I would say, you know, is is a is a reflection of a kind of of a transition that we're living in right now you know these these types these yeah. ideas where we're sort of imagining a different way of thinking about creativity and communications and you know how you know what is what is important to put energy into and you know how do we you know le- how do we sort of lean into kind of helping others or or do you know what i mean or or using our kind of energies to yeah. kind of bring awareness of things you know that they're sort of countercultural in a kind of a a sort of highly industrialized culture you know which sort of sees you know growth and economics and getting ahead of everyone as a a story we've got it so yeah we're so and sad we're so misguided but but but, but the flip side yeah. is you know we the the, the, the the you know the springs are, are are springing up everywhere the water's rising it feels like you know there's all these yeah it, definitely you know, and, absolutely you know, huge changes yeah huge so yeah it's really exciting and i said to someone yesterday if we didn't have all these you know awful challenges in the world with you know politics to war or sustainability or whatever um we wouldn't have the opportunity to create the changes we need to. So you have to look at it like it's an opportunity. Um, And so every problem that we get faced is an opportunity to grow and learn and develop. If we don't have any problems, then we have no opportunity to do any, you know, to change or do anything. We're just kind of sitting there like a big blob, you know. So if you can look at it like that, which takes a bit of practice yes, sometimes, yes. but it, it, you know, it's it, it's great that we've got these things that we need to address because there's an opportunity, especially as creative thinkers, I think, or, yeah. and everyone is creative, yeah. to to take, make those changes. Yeah. Um, so it's a really exciting time, but you know, it, you have to work at thinking like that because you can't think like that all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you want to hide under the duvet. Yes, mm. exactly. Um, mm. And just just on um, obviously you know uh, what about the kind of more sort of planetary issues? Are those coming through strongly at all with creative conscious? Are those yeah? You know how how are you how the how the how the yeah? What are the sort of signals are you seeing from people that are? Well, it was it yeah. It was quite interesting. You should mention that because we you know we have areas like. Um, uh, education and health and you know different areas that people can um, put their projects in as well as different disciplines and we did the fashion and textiles judging um, yesterday and one of the judges has been with us right from the start a lovely lady called Jo Godden who has a swimwear range called Ruby Moon I'm doing a shout out for her which Ruby is Moon. a brilliant um, Ruby Moon she um, <laughs> Yes, she uh, creates fashion wear that is completely sustainable, really lasting. It's made from old fishing lines and fishing nets, and then all the um, money goes into women's co-ops from all around the world. You know, it's a really lovely Lovely. model. Yes. And she said yesterday, she said, it's really interesting to see that there's a massive shift to a lot of the projects are based on activism. So there's a lot of, there's, there's a big sort of shift from, oh, here's a garment made out of X, Y, and Z to this is a form of activism and behavior change, mm. which is kind of 
quite interesting. Mm. And we do, yeah, we, we, we get projects on big issues like climate change and ocean plastic and really big question pollution to very personal stories like, the, you know, like Eleanor's with the teen suicide and bullying mm. one, but, or, you know, a project around, you know, um, just trying to think off the top of my head, you know, autism, mm. where someone's brother has it and that or um, someone who is a child carer who's created a project around that or or someone who um naomi taylor who did a fantastic project um she'd come through the care system and it was all about fostering you know so it's it's from a from a very personal yeah. issue that might be quite niche to a huge global thing you know one is that we've got in around war and crisis and getting governments to be more accountable um and transparent and weirdly enough had a conversation with someone um yesterday who's working on a project just about that so we can go oh yeah that's great well you can connect those people those young people um with that guy and that organization who are working on a project like that and then they can go off and make something happen mm, together amazing and it isn't just it isn't just young people i have to say that because some of the people who we have chuckers projects are mature students as well so it isn't just young yeah. people, but it, 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 you know, most, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was, I mean, I judged uh, the one of the casualties and I was blown away by the, by the quality and the standards and some of the th kind of like, you know, just, yeah, just really interesting ways in. That's what, that's what I found so exciting. Just, um, just very different ways into some of these problems in you know, just really fresh and interesting. And, um, so it's awesome. So listen, um, how, how can people like what you know creative conscience where's it heading how can people get involved like what do you need you know what 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 needs or what would you love to happen you know you, you just give us a sense of 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 um of how how people get involved or you know if you could you know dream a bit here if they were like what are you looking for put like right now it's always good to just know okay like, so right now i mean it does change uh we're constantly changing direction it's very sort of free flowing yeah because um, we don't really know what we're doing this time <laughs> as nature but, be like uh, water apparently you know yeah so. <laughs> we don't know yeah we don't know what we're doing it just sort of happens but um at the moment and this has become it's sort of evolved this this year our vision is to get purpose taught and built into curriculums in every school and in every university across everything across the world so what we want is purpose to be taught and, and when you and say purpose what do you what do you specifically I mean, mean by that i know it's a bit of a vague subject so <laughs> ideas around global issues um social justice um you know mindfulness whatever stuff that is good for people and planet mm -hmm. those ideas to be built into our curriculums so instead of um, us focusing on old models of business, right? You know, selling people stuff, more stuff, or building more stuff that we don't need, or, you know, whatever the old model is that we are teaching and working towards using all our energy and all our creative talents and all our thinking on stuff that is going to serve people and planet. Mm -hmm. So, that's our vision. If you can get it into schools and into uh, educational establishments, then people will come out and grow up having that in the forefront of their mind. Yeah. So we're completely shifting a model. Hack the system really. again. We've got to hack like, the system. Get in there. Yeah, hack the system. Um, so we're really fortunate that we're working um, with one art school called Ravensbourne, I hope I'm allowed to say that, who have agreed <laughs> to our cunning they plan. They have now. And are building, <laughs> yes, they, they, they are building, um, because we've inspired them, they are building a unit within um, their course that will mean that young people actually get credits against their degree for working on a project that sits in line with our aims and that's the first we believe in the country if not around the world i mean there are courses that, that focus on sustainability and stuff like that and, and don't shout at me if i've got that wrong but that is um, a big thing because a lot of the time it will be there but it will be an option and it doesn't accredit for any of their their degree so now it's within this school 
and they have it, and they are putting that across every course yeah. within that art school. Fantastic. I think there's over two thousand students. Well, this is so it. That is I a, mean, that, yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, this is a big. Yeah, I mean, this, this you know, it's, this is the logic. I mean, I'm, I'm actually in in, in a, a dialogue with a uh, with the university. Have been on and off for last year. Can't say who because I don't know if it's going to happen. But about building what I would call you know ecological intelligent ecological literacy ecological intelligence into a series of courses that aren't necessarily sustainability related but the point is it doesn't really matter right if you're if you're training to be an engineer or um you know uh a teacher or a scientist or you know um, a a business student whatever you are yeah if if you don't understand how the planet operates and how this system works and therefore and why it's in so much trouble because none of us have been taught that stuff if you start to yeah. if we're all taught how the thing works this is sort of what the spaceship earth's all about if you understand how the this thing is operating and flying and the cooperation needed and the limits that we have if everyone has that level of basic level of understanding then whatever you move into you are taking that intelligence with you do you know what i mean and you understand limits and you understand yeah. connections and interconnections and relationships and impacts. And it just, and so it's very great to hear this, what you're pursuing. Cause for me, that's like, you know, I think that's so it's like, not only is it essential, but it's also the, the possibility of that can only be beautiful. No, because like, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and that's the other thing is that we are working on capturing the data or around those young people who work on projects in this realm, mm. how it affects their mental well-being. Mm. So I know that Paul Bristol lost uh, eight students uh, in 18 months to suicide, right? Mm. And that's a, a huge amount and it's a first. And, you know, young people or people are just suffering from mental health going through the roof. So not only is it going to serve people and planet by teaching this stuff, but it will serve individuals. Yeah. Because if you're working on something which is purposeful it makes you feel better yeah. it gives you a reason to, to be alive yeah. um and and so that's another thing you know if anyone out there is interested in helping us and in getting involved and in, in getting it out into schools and universities you can get in touch or is interested in working on we're, we're working on that a project that project around the get the, the data gathering and the mental health stuff with um ibm IX and, that, and their agency are very kindly helping us pro bono to run, you know, an innovation sprint so that we can see, we can create something that will, will capture that. And yeah, so that's what, that's our, that's our vision at this moment Amazing. is getting it into to curriculums and into schools. And then the, the thing that we really get excited about is bringing projects to life. So, you know, actually getting young people or people's projects in and then building them into something that is real and then has impact in the yeah. world. So that's always going to be there. Um, and it's always we always need people and resource and companies to um, yeah, get, get involved. You know, it doesn't have to be money. If, the, if they did want to give us money, great, because we can do more. But it could just be help yeah. or mentorship. So brand partners, agencies, studios, yeah. anyone that is sort of interested anyone, in this stuff, come and um, come and get in touch. To be, yeah, we're just we're a community, you know. Come and be part of Creative Conscious Community. It's completely inclusive. We, you know, it could be anyone. It could be an engineer or a cleaner or a hairdresser. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just join in. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, look. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess so. People can reach out creativeconscience.org.uk. Um, yeah. And, um, They'll find you there, and it's con- it's it's conscience. I'm I can't spell because I'm a terrible dyslexic, but it's um conscience is C O N S C I E N C E. So it's like conscience, conscience. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yes. it, it's like conscious yeah. and conscience. It's a bit Creative confusing. Con- uh, yeah, just look us up. On science, yeah, and uh, yeah, write to us hello at, and you yeah. know, we've got some wittery things and Instagram and stuff. You just watch what we put yeah. up there and see if that interests you. And amazing, yeah, yeah, because obviously, the bigger the community, the more people will take notice of us, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you just follow us, that would be kind and nice, exactly. Yeah. Well, that you've heard it. Well, listen, look, I, 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 you know, I, I think it's an amazing project and. It's uh, it's great to be connected with it and with you and see what it's doing and how it's evolving and yeah thanks for the thanks for taking the time 
to have a little chat. Oh, thank um, you for listening. Yeah. It really is. And, uh, Very coincidental. Good luck with it all. Um, and um, Thank you. I'm going to see you in a few weeks at some point. Um, but I will put this out and um, we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Dan, and everyone out there. Be well, as you say. <laughs> and, yeah, lots and lots of love. Thanks a lot, Chrissy. Take care. Bye. So that was Chrissy Levitt and uh, Creative Conscience. Not a lovely story, um, how that has evolved, right? If there's ever just uh, an example of someone just working from the heart, you know, that whole story of how this project emerged for Chrissy and how she's just been building it up. Um, I think it's just totally inspiring, you know, just let's just get out there and do the things that are inside of us. Um, so yeah, check it out, creativeconscience.org.uk. Um, spread the word. Um, yeah, let, um, let's shine some more light on this project. Um, if you know any upcoming young creative talent with big hearts for uh, human dignity and a flourishing planet then um, point them over to creative conscience um, show the way so thanks for listening uh, you'll be listening to the spaceship earth podcast with me Dan Burgess um, I'm about to head off to Portugal and uh, for a few days and hopefully uh, I'm going to catch a few interviews with some uh, interesting folks out there at a thing called wave makers um, and Take it easy until next time. Remember, on the Spaceship Earth, there are no passengers. We're all crew. And some of the crew are working really hard to keep this thing flying right now. Uh, a lot of them are actually non-human. A lot of non-human creatures of this world who are actually creating the conditions for us to be flying and operating. Um, so we've all got to step up a bit, which is good and exciting. Uh, more of that to come. Anyway, um, hope you enjoyed listening as ever. Please do get in touch. Uh, drop me a line, dan at danverges.earth or hit me up um, at dansolo or at dansolos on Instagram. It'd be really great to hear you. If you've enjoyed the show, please do share it, comment on it, rate it. Whatever you can is uh, much appreciated. Um, but until next time, um, keep on flying and take it easy. Um, peace and out.